In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Honor is a transcendent kind of quality to one's character. For instance, there can be honor between enemies, such as in wartime, in times of conflict between two or more factions. While there may not be agreement in much or anything at all, there can still be respect for one's foes, tenacity or courage or devotion. Honor is a kind of bond without barriers between colleagues but also subordinates. When we look at the fourth and the sixth commandments, children are called to honor their father and mother, but also the same husband and wife are called to honor each other. So honor is not only for children, but it is to be the character of husband and wife also. Dishonor, contrastingly, is a transcendent kind of quality as well for one's character. For instance, with God's commandments, when children despise or anger their parents or other authorities, they do not fear and they do not love God. And when someone does not lead a sexually pure or chaste life or decent life in what they say and do, such as between husband and wife, then they also do not fear and love God. So the Saul's Catechism states that honor, which aligns with the fear and love of God, is full of service, obedience, genuine love, and cherishing the neighbor, whether they be a child or a husband and wife. For an illustration of where these things go lacking in our life, we need to look no further than our passion reading for and from this evening. Jesus, while at Gethsemane in the Mount of Olives, foretells of his coming dishonor, how the disciples will scatter, how Peter will deny him three times. Here the disciples will fall asleep, and Judas will betray Jesus into the hands of sinners. Here we see the discord between the bride and the bridegroom, between the church and Jesus. Here we see the conflict at its climax, how man and the God-man Jesus are at odds, how the sons of men fail to be faithful to the Son of God, how us sinners default to the fear and the love of self, while Jesus' default is to the fear and love of God. And this is actually a quite interesting thing, since we are an easily offended type of sinners. We like to have honor, don't we? We like to be honored, but we actually have no foundation from within us to really know what that is, what honor truly is without Jesus. If you consider our inclination to sin and Jesus's toward faithfulness, then you will discover that only Jesus has any honor among men. Only Jesus fears and loves God enough to shower undeserved honor on us sinners by allowing himself to betray, be betrayed and handed over to be persecuted and ultimately crucified for the world. Only Jesus knows the truest sense and character of honor because he is willing to suffer to redeem the creation's honor by his death. Only Jesus has the highest honor 
since only Jesus gave up body and spirit for the life of the world. And while the mystery of marriage between the bride and the bridegroom, the church and Christ, remains to this day, what is clear is that anything that we may call honor is without true meaning if it is without its foundation in the way of love that Jesus first loved us. The way of love for the Christian is not to receive the commandments and presume our ability to keep and do them from our own character, from ourself. Rather, we receive the commandments and see in them how Christ, how our Lord Christ fulfills them by his love for us. And we, in turn, repent and believe in the commandments through faith in Christ. Another way to put it is that you cannot fear and love God without Christ's fear and love of the Father. You cannot live by the commandments until you have been crucified with Christ. You cannot have true honor to live honorably, to give honor, until Christ himself has delivered you from your dishonor, from sin. At the heart of God's commandments is the same Gethsemane command to his disciples to stay awake. The commandments call us to stay awake and watch with Christ, to be watchful of the temptations into sin, to heed our spirit's willingness, but be weary of our flesh's weaknesses. When we eavesdrop in on Jesus' Gethsemane prayer, we hear of his agony for the coming load that he must bear alone. We hear how he doesn't want to receive the wrath of the Father over sin, but nevertheless, for your sake, he will bear that load if that's the only way to save his bride. This is the weight and this is the beauty of the fourth and sixth commandments, that for our sake and for our honor, the bridegroom submits to the sacrificial will of the Father. Might you take from this a way to pray for your father and for your mother and for husbands and wives for each other, or even to pray for your future spouse or future children, that you would honor them by the fear and love of God which Jesus first honored you with by his death and resurrection. And then, having been filled with the honor which Christ has given to you, given to us by grace, might you honor others by the way of love that has no other foundation but in our Savior Jesus. Amen.